following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. Well, good morning. Good morning. Um, <clears throat> we um, I just want to welcome you all who are who are here. Whether you're in this building physically or watching online, um, we have added uh, YouTube to our live streaming, so you can um, look for that. If you uh, don't use Facebook, uh, it's available um, there. On uh, just search for Crossroads Ospi, and um, you'll find our channel there, and you can do the thing with the stuff. That you have to do to make that work. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, we are um, continuing on in our study of Mark, and we are nearing the end of Mark's gospel. In my Bible, there's only a page and a half left. Um, but what remains in that page and a half is the climax of Jesus' earthly ministry. And we're going to look at the first stage of that uh, in Mark 15, 1 through 15, and that's page 852 in the in Pew Bibles, if that's helpful uh, for both of you. Um, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the stage when Jesus was brought before Pilate. And I can't help but see uh, great irony in everything that happens in these verses where Jesus, Messiah, the Lord of glory, was condemned to death, though he had committed no sin and no violence was in his mouth. And maybe you'll see the irony in there as well. So you may remember from last week that Jesus had been brought from the Garden of Gethsemane to an illegal night trial, a night meeting of the Sanhedrin in the palace of the high priest. Caiaphas, Joseph Caiaphas, and though they couldn't find two witnesses uh, whose testimonies agreed against him, they still condemned Jesus for blasphemy. And the high priest adjured him before God, compelled him to speak and asked him if he was the Christ, the son of the blessed. And Jesus answered, I am. And they freaked out. And the next step in their plan would have to wait a little while, though, because according to the law, they were not supposed to do this sort of thing at night. And fortunately for them, night was almost over as during this farce of a trial, the roosters began to crow. So let's look at that text. Chapter 15, verse 1 through 15. And as soon as it was morning... The chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council, and they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, You have said so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. And Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer, 
so that Pilate was amazed. Now at the feast, he used to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked. And among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, Then what shall I do with the man you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. And Pilate said to them, Why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Let's pray. Father, we do ask for your blessing this morning. Open our eyes to see the blessing you have already given to us in your word. We pray, Father, that your spirit would speak that you would uh, make the book live to us. We pray, Father, that you would change us to be more like your Son for your glory. In your name we pray, amen. So as, as soon as it was morning, the whole council got together for an official meeting knowing that their night trial could not be considered official according to the law. Now, I don't know about you. I've been to a lot of meetings over the years. been uh, working in the church for a long time, been on lots of committees. But I can tell you for sure that the real work gets done in the post-meeting meeting. You have the official meeting and you talk about a lot of things, but it's the post-meeting meeting where things really happen. And that's like in the parking lot when the official meeting is over. Well, in this <clears throat> post-meeting meeting, the work that the Sanhedrin gets done was to decide on exactly what charges they would bring against Jesus before Pilate. Something had to stick. You think about Pilate, Roman governor, right? He is not Jewish. He doesn't care about the Jewish laws. He doesn't care about the Jewish people. He is sent there to keep peace in the area, in the region. So he wouldn't care anything about charges of blasphemy. He wouldn't care anything about um, claims of destroying the temple or being able to destroy the temple. And the only charge that they could come up with that Pilate would care anything about was that Jesus said he was the Christ and the Christ is a king. To be Christ was to be king and to claim to be king in the Roman province is treason. That's what they tried to pin on Jesus. Now, we have to understand that Pilate was a politician. Uh, He was no friend of the Jews. He didn't care at all about the truth. All he cared about was peace. 
He didn't care about the hippy-dippy kind of peace either. He's not looking for peace and love. He wants peace and quiet. Right? He, uh, um, his judgment here in our text uh, proves he just wants quiet down, settle down, stop, don't cause a riot. <clears throat> as soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes in the whole council in the parking lot. And they bound Jesus and led him away to be and delivered him over to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, you have said so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. And Pilate again asked him, have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer so that Pilate was amazed. I think Pilate was entertained. <clears throat> by this, it just the way that he speaks just um, make it sound like, you know, this is just keeping himself under. There was nothing on TV that day. And, um, you know, but Jesus response to Pilate's question is funny. It's uh, it's not exactly a straight answer, is it? He says, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus doesn't say I am like he said to the chief priest in the Sanhedrin, he didn't just say yes. He said, you have said so. Well, he's not to give a straight answer, but he's not disagreeing either. It's like, it's almost as if he said, <clears throat> are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, well, if that's what you want to call it. That's, that's, that's what he's saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't have COVID. I got tested, but I've had cold all week. So excuse me. <clears throat> Are you the king of the Jews? Well, if that's what you want to call it. But John's gospel. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm making a lot of noise. Let's make it a sermon longer. I think my notes are pretty short, so I'll take my time. John's gospel records. That Jesus said to Pilate here, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would be fighting. Uh, Jesus is, um, uh, is not speaking the same language as the, as the Romans. In fact, if this scene wasn't accomplishing the redemptive plan of God, there's no way Jesus would just stand there tied up like a criminal. Uh, you have to forgive me, but this this scene of Jesus bound before Pilate, uh, his hands tied up, it reminds me of a movie, a scene in a movie, The Man of Steel, right? You know what I'm talking about. Superman, at, uh, at one point in the movie, chose to, uh, the governments tried to arrest him, and he chose to submit himself to the army, and they put him in handcuffs. This is Superman. Uh, these are not kryptonite handcuffs, just regular handcuffs. And it, so they, they put him. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. So they uh, anyway, they, the army has Superman in handcuffs so that they would feel safe. But eventually uh, Superman is done playing around and he just, he's, 
they sit at a table and he stands up and just separates his hands and the handcuffs go pop, they're gone. They just boink and need no effort at all. Now, this is goofy, but just how my mind works. And if you care anything about how the Superman story, there's Christology all over Superman. All the movies you look there, it, it is it's incredible. You can look over and over and see whether or not they were aware of the movie writers were aware of it or not. I don't know. But it's Jesus all over the place in that movie represented by Superman. So if you think about this, Jesus bound before Pilate, Jesus, who was present at creation, the word by whom all things were made, who holds the stars in place. And was keeping the atoms and molecules in these ropes he was bound with from flying apart. Willingly humbled himself and stood there bound before an unjust human judge. I see great irony in that. The son of God humbly stood before an unjust human judge so that we who believe in him will be able to boldly stand before the just divine judge. Christ stood before Pilate in sorrow so that we who believe in him will be able to stand before God with joy. Christ was silent before the Sanhedrin before the charges of the Sanhedrin, so that we who trust in him can confidently cry out, Abba, Father. Christ was silent then so that he can serve as our intercessor before God now. Now at the feast, Pilate used to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked, And among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas. Just an interesting side note. Do you know what the name Barabbas means? Son of what? Abba, which is father. The son of the father was what this man's name meant. The son of the father. Now, I don't know if that's his last name. If his first name was something different, I don't know. But that's, there are some scholars that believe that Barabbas was his last name and his first name just happened to be Yeshua. I don't know where they come up with that. Yeshua in Greek is Jesus. Jesus, the son of the father versus Jesus, the son of God, the father. Anyway. That's a discussion for another time. And a crowd came up and asked Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, Then what shall I do with the man you call king of the Jews? And they cried out again, crucify him. 
And Pilate said to them, why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Pilate, the unjust judge, made a choice. And he chose peace over justice. He knew Jesus had done nothing wrong other than the chief priests were envious of him, of his position and influence over the people. But in order to keep a riot from happening, he chose to give them Barabbas and to crucify Jesus. He chose peace over justice. He chose what was popular over what was right. The last thing that Pilate wanted was a riot, not because he cared anything about the safety of the people. He cared about his own reputation. He didn't want to look bad. He didn't want to look like he was incapable of keeping this region under control. So the people chose. The life of the innocent was exchanged for the life of the guilty. The son of the blessed for a notorious criminal, a murderer, a murderer and insurrectionist. Barabbas's sins went unpunished, while Jesus would be punished for sins not his own. And those people in choosing Barabbas, they chose perpetual slavery rather than to accept their Redeemer. And the one to whom every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father willingly submitted himself to the hands of evil men. The innocent was condemned as guilty so that we who are guilty will be declared innocent. The Jews and the Gentiles were united in his condemnation and death just as through faith in him we can be united in his life and glory. John Calvin wrote that the Son of God was reduced so low none can properly remember without the deepest horror and displeasure with themselves and detestation of their own crimes. But hence also arises no ordinary ground of confidence for Christ was sunk into the depths of shame that he might obtain for us by his humiliation an ascent to heavenly glory. He was reckoned worse than a criminal that he might admit us to the society of the angels of God. And that's the great irony. As Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the gospel. I know I'm probably not uh, sharing anything new with you. But I pray that the Spirit would remind you. We need to be preached the gospel over and over and over again. The good news that God in Christ exchanged the righteous for the unrighteous. The sinless for the sinful. Jesus willingly took our place. 
he stood on trial where we should be standing trial. The condemnation that we justly deserve for our sin, he bore himself because he loves us that much. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, that everyone who believes in him may not die but have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to be its judge, but to be its savior. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you are hearing this word for the first time, I pray that you would accept this good news, that Jesus stood in that place for you, bore your sins on the cross, died in your place. And forgiveness for your sins is available through him by crying out to God and asking him for forgiveness and accepting Jesus as your Savior. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the old, old story that I've loved so long. I thank you for Jesus and his love. I thank you that we can be reminded of just exactly what you did for us. That you were condemned as a sinner, though you were sinless, for us, in our place. You bore our sins in that trial. You were condemned for us, that we might be redeemed. Father, again, I ask if anyone has never accepted Jesus as their Savior, has never accepted his offer of forgiveness, freedom from sin and its penalties and punishments, they would cry out to you, ask you for forgiveness, and submit their lives to you, that you might give them new life, eternal life. And Lord, for those of us who have heard this story a million times, may it be fresh and new to us today. To never forget, to never uh, let it just become common that Jesus would die for us. Help us, Lord, to live every day in gratitude for your sacrifice for us. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576, West Ossipee, New Hampshire, 03890.